Hello, basketball fans. Welcome to a brand spanking new episode of your ESPNW Women's Basketball Podcast, Around the Rim. I'm your host, LaChina Robinson, joined as always by our fantastic and fabulous producer, Tarika Foster-Brasby. And this is our end of the WNBA season podcast. I'm kind of sad, I'm not going to lie. But um, we have so many juicy storylines to get into as we recap the finals as well as the season. And to do that, we have with us a very special guest and someone who has long been the fan favorite, at least on Tarika and I's Twitter accounts and around the rib pod Twitter. Um, none other than for the purposes of this podcast, LaChina's mom, also known as my mom. Mom, <laughs> thanks for joining us on the pod. How are you? I'm great, China. How are you doing? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Look, you already. <laughs> I'm doing well, mom. Um, I do have to jump into all of the interesting conversation because that's what you do. First, let me just say to the fans that don't know my mother, I tweet about my mother very often on Twitter, and she just is very funny and very insightful when it comes to a number of things, but in particular, the WNBA. So that's why we have her on the pod. But the first thing uh, I said when we got on, one of the first things I said was, you know, we're just going to have a girls talk kind of conversation. And my mother then commented, what? You wanted, I said, without drinks. Right. Without drinks. Now, if we were having drinks, what kind of drinks would you want to have? Uh, probably uh, Pinot Noir from Willamette, Oregon. Okay. Ooh. So that's what gets your girl talk going. Tarika, what gets your girl talk going? I would join mom with the Pinot Noir, but I'm a big fan of Mark West. Mark West Pinot is one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going with, let me see. Gosh, if I was going to have a girl talk, I mean, y'all are kind of having a sophisticated girl talk with all this wine. Um, I would probably have an old fashioned for a girl's talk. Now my mom had, was that an old fashioned? Oh, you know, you had a Manhattan when we were in New York. You didn't care for it. Oh no, never, never again. I was trying to be real like cool, you know, I'm in New York and I'm in <laughs> Manhattan. So I said, everybody was ordering and I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to take a Manhattan, but I really meant to say cosmopolitan or whatever that is that they, that they drink on, um, um, you know, the one with the girls, Sarah, yeah, Jessica sex Parker. in the city. Sex yes. in the city. That's yeah. what I thought I was getting. And man, that was the strongest thing I have ever had in life. I will not be doing yeah. that. So not doing that. Um, but good. So we don't have our drinks, but mom has her goldfish in her water and it's time to dive into the WNBA. Now there's some hot topics that we'll get to in a moment. But first, let's just recap the WNBA finals. My mother was in attendance in, in Chicago. So grateful to have her there. And thank you to all of my friends who were just accommodating my mom and helping her get around and just, you know, having conversations with her when I needed a break, including you, Tarika. Um, but the winner of the WNBA championship this year was... Chicago Sky. The Chicago Sky, and uh, what an exciting four games it was between the Sky and the Phoenix Mercury. Shout out to both teams. Now, Chicago is just winning their first championship. Phoenix Ever. has won three. Yes, Phoenix has won three. It would have been their fourth, um, and Chicago won 3-1, and, you know, Phoenix did win game two of the series, but I don't know that anyone ever felt that comfortable with Phoenix 
after Kia Nurse got injured, quite honestly. Um, yes, they did win the Vegas series without her, but I, I just felt like the margin for error was so small for Phoenix. And not to take anything away from Chicago, we'll get to that in a moment. They definitely got their butts beat, but I, I, man, I don't know. I, they should have won game four. Let's just say that, Tarika. They should have won game four, right? Yeah, like, I, I think game four kind of really let you know that it, this is, planning a championship is a mental game as much as it is a physical one. And I think the environment, I think the determination of Chicago, playing in Chicago, and I think mentally it just got to them a little bit because the mistakes, the way that they struggled down the stretch, Phoenix I'm referring to, you walked into that fourth quarter with an 11-point lead. <laughs> so a double digit lead <laughs> and the sky or the first team in WNBA history to win after facing a double digit deficit in the fourth quarter of a finals game and, and Phoenix had plenty of opportunities to make layups at the rim and so that's why I say yes Chicago definitely beat the pants off of Phoenix but Phoenix shot themselves in the foot mom what do you remember well what, I'm, what I think is this okay first of all they're in Chicago and and I had no doubt that the Chicago Sky were going to let, they were not going to let Phoenix beat them in Chicago, okay? Although they beat Phoenix in Phoenix. And I think that the Chicago Sky wanted it more. Um, you know, it all always boils down to who wants it more and who's going to put in the extra effort and the energy. And I think also that, Phoenix felt just like you guys do that they was it was a piece of cake. You know, all this is a walk in the park. We got this, and then they let their guard down. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it, it's rare for so many missed layups right at the rim to happen, right? So the question is either did they get tight or did they get too casual in those situations? So, um, but long story short, some great performances by by Chicago down the stretch. Stephanie Dolson, for one, just pops off of the screen for me. Uh, not a name you would think you would be talking about in the game situations, but the pick and roll between Dolson and Courtney Vandersloot was huge. Courtney Vandersloot was fantastic. Um, yep. You know, we had a debate on the set with Sue and Carolyn, who should have been the finals MVP. Now, Kalia Copper is the new star of the WNBA, period. Like, She's a free agent. She's about to get paid big money. Uh, her game is complete from the rim to the three-point line to the mid-range game. She defended Diana Tarazi. She earned the finals MVP. However, Courtney Vandersloot was also very good. And this is what Sue Bird's point is. And this is coming from Sue. I'm not going to lie. The point guard stuff, you know, I'm a big girl, okay? She's saying <laughs> that the numbers that Courtney Vandersloot put up are just, were just unreal, pretty much like we may not see it again. And she did assist on uh, 361 of Chicago Sky's points in the postseason more than any other player in WNBA history. Uh, Mom, what do you think about Copper versus Vandersloot for the finals MVP? Well, I actually thought it should have been Candace, but that's just my opinion. Um, because she came to Chicago to win and she did. Okay. But as far as Vandersloot, didn't she do like a triple triple or was just some, some kind of like point or something short of a triple triple? Was this her? 
of a triple double. Yes, it was. She was she was flirting with triple doubles pretty much the whole time. Um, and you know, some people would say copper didn't have her best game in game four, but they don't get there without her. Tarika, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like Kalia copper is part of the reason that they even were able to, you know, outside of her being able to put up 22 points in game three, she averaged 18 points a game in every game and throughout the postseason. like Kalia copper is what helped them to get there. Cause let's remember this is a team that started literally from the bottom. They had to play first round elimination, second round elimination. But I think you could see that she was going to be the breakout star in their semifinal matchup against Connecticut. So it really just kind of went from series to series where we saw her got better and get better and get better. Um, I would agree with, with mom that Candace had a phenomenal game for and it was that game tying Courtney Vandersloot and, and Steffi off the pick and roll that left Candace open that really made it feel like this is this is about to happen. This is and so I get it where, you know, people look at Candace and they say, hey, you know, she recency bias. She was the you know, the reason that it, that it all came together. But Kalia was there from the beginning of the postseason to the end. And she absolutely deserved that MVP. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Okay, so moving on from there, there was a little bit of uh, drama that took place as well at the end of game uh, four, where there was a door that was kicked after the game by a member of the Phoenix Mercury. I haven't seen anything official on exactly what happened. I actually had someone show me a picture of the door after the game and told me that Brittany Griner did it. So, but somewhere along the lines, Diana's name came up and apparently she's the one that kicked this door in. Long story short, the door appeared at the Chicago Sky Parade. Some people say it was petty for them to bring it to the parade. Some people, mom, you're laughing. Some people say it was, it was petty to bring it to the parade. I thought it was hilarious. Mom, what do you think about they, them taking the door? They brought the whole door? They, they took the whole door? Oh, no. They took, the, they took the door off the hinges and bought it to the parade. <laughs> Maybe they were saying, see what we made them do? right was it too petty do you think that that was okay for them to do mother of course I mean that's it's all in I mean they're the winners they can do anything that they want to do you know and I looked at door and I said I didn't think Diana Taurasi could kick that door in like that because she's kind of small and looked more like a Brittany Griner kind of thing you know because it was a dent in a door but Taurasi must have been really really mad when she did that yeah, but I yeah. think it was fine. I don't think it was petty. I think it was just like, see what we made them do. Right. <laughs> okay. And nice dance. Um, and then, so there was another little instance as well, where basically Phoenix decided to skip the post-game interviews mm-hmm. um, after the championship. Now, I will say, in Phoenix's defense, they went out of their way to hug and shake hands with every player on the opposing team afterwards. I mean, there was confetti coming down. Diana Taurasi was in the middle of their team huddle. Like they went out of their way to make sure they shook hands after. So there was very good sportsmanship at the, at the end of the game. However, part of your job as a player is to do the post game pressers. Tarika, I know your side of this was there's no excuse. They were fined $10,000. I also kind of get that players don't want to talk right after they lose a championship, like especially knowing that Phoenix had their end of the season 
interviews, someone said they had a flight. I don't know how all that worked into it, but I would have kind of been okay with them just doing their end of season interviews the next day instead of post game, just because, I mean, we saw what happened to Asia Wilson when, when like Vegas lost, like you're not going to get anything out of a player who's like that devastated. Now, Sandy Brondello did speak, but there should have been some players that came, even if there were some that felt like they couldn't meet the moment. Um, Mom, what do you think about that? Big girls don't cry. Full stop. Yeah. Big girls don't cry. And, you know, you, you got to take the wins and the losses. And so when you lose, you got to put on your big girl shoes or, and go out there and face the media. I mean, because I watch a whole lot of different sports. I watch tennis. I watch Formula One. I don't care too much for football and all that stuff. But everybody, when they're defeated, they have to go before the camera, you know. And I know we've talked about Osaka and how uncomfortable she is facing the media afterwards. And there are some people who aren't comfortable, but somebody can come out there and speak for the team. You know, I mean, really. But Diana yeah. kicked in the door. That's what she did. That was her, her, her after interview. <laughs> Tariqa, any final words on this? I, I did see your, your thoughts, but do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. I just think that, you know, listen, I'm here for mental health. Right. And so if there's issues, it broke my heart to see Asia after that game five loss, but guess what? Asia got herself together and she went before the media. And she did her contractual obligation. And did it make you that, feel very uncomfortable though, looking at her and her jersey? I, up there? I mean, did I don't I even know? Felt, did she even say anything, or was she just sitting up I mean, there propped no. up? Like, no, she spoke. She spoke, and she 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 was very MVP about it. And I think that to me is one of the things. Like to me, there were three things that I felt were very important. One, you know, as a competitor, when you walk on the court, there's a 50-50 chance that you're going to win and that you're going to lose. And at the end of the day, if you are on the side of losing, I've been on the side of losing. You are a competitor, LaChina. You've played in college. You've been on the side of losing. All of us have had to do it. There have been 24 other teams that have lost a WNBA championship and none of those teams said, you know what, we're not doing media availability today because we lost. It sucks. I get it. You know, and so that's kind of my thing. There are veteran players on Phoenix and those veteran players know what their responsibilities are. And so it just didn't, to me, seem appropriate as much as we were there and we saw them, you know, give the congratulations to Chicago on the court. You also understand that even if it's just, and then also as a writer, as a journalist, there are raw emotions that you get from players and from people in that moment. Like, you know, now I am one who would say, if the next time there's a CBA agreement or the next time there, you know, the rules are being discussed, maybe a longer cool down period. If 15 or 20 minutes isn't enough after a loss and maybe you need 30 to 40 or 40 to 45 to get yourself together, totally fair. Make that argument and see how you can get the rules changed. But just to not show up, not buying it. No, I agree. I mean, it's your obligation. I just, I don't know. I, I think we zoom these players to death. Like I'm, I'm kind of over this whole format of them having to sit in front of the computer and, you know, all these random questions of people. And there are, you know, like, yeah, we've got a job to do as the media. I, I just, I don't know. I think after losing a championship the way they did, I don't know. Yes, they should have been there. All right. So Congratulations again to Chicago. My biggest takeaway. So let's all just put our biggest takeaway on this. 
Candace Parker is my biggest takeaway, period. Like the impact that she had on the city, on this team, um, she was phenomenal. The way she conducted herself with her teammates, her play, you sh she showed that, I mean, the last time she won a championship, she was the most valuable player. Um, she and Neka Gumake. She might've been the third best player on this team when you look at statistics and, you know, important moments, all of those things. And she was okay with taking that role. She was okay with putting Kalia Copper on a pedestal and saying, run the show. She was okay with giving Courtney Vandersloot her, the confidence she needed to step up in her first finals and, and make big plays. Candace is my takeaway. She has had a phenomenal year. She has brought more eyes to the WNBA. I would, I would venture to say that majority of the most watched games this season have been Chicago Sky games. People are just so captivated by Candace Parker. Her post-game comments about telling your story, not telling your story. I mean, she's a walking quote. She's getting ready to get on the NBA TNT and be an analyst. Her hugging Layla post-game and Excuse her me, mom. Could you say that again? She's getting ready to do what? Be an, an analyst for NBA on TNT. That's what she does in the offseason. Candace? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, what team? Because I want to watch her. <laughs> she does all the teams. She does NBA on TNT. I'll make sure you get a schedule. So long story short, that's my biggest takeaway. Who wants to go next with their biggest takeaway from, from the finals? Do we have to name a person? No, it could be a thing. It can be oh, an observation. Takeaway is when they beat them by 30 points. I was like, <laughs> make them real bad. I was like, yes, I was so excited. And then everybody got relaxed. And then um, their coach sent in his second string, string, you know, everybody got a chance to play. It was just, I mean, you know, even the fans stopped saying uh, defense, defense, because they, they didn't need to. <laughs> It was good. That was the best. It was over. Absolutely. It was over. It was yeah, over. that was. I'm you. You were one of the only people I know that would enjoy a thirty point blowout. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's your. That's your takeaway. And China, listen, it's funny because other people were saying that the game was boring, that it was this, and then I was like, how could it be boring? I was so excited, you know, because <laughs> when you watch the basketball game, there's a certain level of anxiety. I get anxious. I don't know about everybody else, but when my team's not winning. I just, you know, the chips come out, the wine comes out, everything. And I'm just sitting there like, oh my goodness, praying and stuff. But in that game, sitting there in the in the arena, I was, it was good. I just really um I enjoyed it. That's my biggest takeaway. How about you, T? My biggest takeaway is the city of Chicago. The city of Chicago came out and showed out for them. And I loved every bit of it before they could even get through game two, game three and game four were already sold out. There were, you know, stars coming out. Reverend Jesse Jackson was there. Chance the Rapper is just the biggest Sky fan I know. And it, it was just so wonderful to see the parade, the way, like everyone, people's looking for merchandise, like, all over my timeline, no matter where you are, you know, I'm looking at Sarah Spain, who is on her way to do some work for ESPN and yet she's on the plane taking pictures with Sky fans and talking about Ghost Sky. I just love that because it just per puts in perspective again the naysayers who say nobody watches the WNBA, nobody cares about the WNBA. There was a whole city 
that literally has Sky WNBA champs on a building in downtown Chicago right now. So shout out to them and their city for really just putting on for them and making that team feel loved and valued. And, and can I add on to what you just said about nobody caring and about the NBA and WNBA? I, I listen every day to um, Praise 104.1 and Griff does the, um, the recap on sports and he never mentions the WNBA. And so I'm trying to find out a way. I don't know if I have to Twitter or I have to Instagram or somehow tell these people, hey, look, there's a whole, there's more than the NBA, more than the NFL, and they just won the championship and I'm not hearing it. I can't. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, it's definitely an issue, but I, I do send big shout outs to Chicago and honestly, all of the teams, that was probably one of my bigger takeaways is that number one, being out of COVID and being in an arena was great. Mm-hmm. These fans were ready for it. Like Phoenix was awesome. Vegas was awesome. Like every series mm-hmm. we did Minnesota, every place we went to the fans were ready for the WNBA playoffs And the crowds were exactly what these women deserve. Like the sellouts, the energy was there. Um, But we do still have a long way to go, you know, as far as coverage and some of the newspapers and still, Mm -hmm. you know, mom, to your point, you know, it's a big deal for Chicago to win this championship and everyone should have been on board with giving them the love they deserve. Okay, that's it for the WBA finals. Congratulations to the Chicago Sky. We have two more quick segments for you guys. We're going to do a recap of a few of the, of the teams of the WNBA and talk about what's next. And then we have a questions for mom segment from Twitter with some, with some questions from fans for you, mom. So um, hold tight for that. But first, let's get to the Las Vegas Aces and their season. Um, the Aces finished 24 and eight. They were the number two overall seed. They did lose to Phoenix in the semifinals. Um, They do have some free agent situations um, kind of lingering. Liz Cambage is one of them. She's an unrestricted free agent. Um, I am pretty sure that Angel McCautry is also an unrestricted free agent, keeping in mind that Angel McCautry missed the season with an ACL. Raquana Williams is an unrestricted free agent. Asia Wilson is a restricted free agent. So they've got some things that are happening in the offseason. But overall, um, how did we feel about Las Vegas this season? Mom, you want to start us off? Well, you know I signed up for that ESPN app where I could have won $4,000. And I, and I had um, Las Vegas winning on their side. Mm-hmm. And they did it. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Um, that's all I can say about that because I definitely had some faith in them and I thought they would beat Phoenix. But Yeah, there was a moment, I think you sent me a text and you asked me why Bill Lambeer wasn't changing out his players. There was a, they were in a getting, getting beat pretty bad, I think. Or yeah, I yeah. Remember he, what left, he just sat there and left them in the game. I mean, usually, you know, when things aren't working, you take in one person, put in another one, t- keep trying the bench, but he just left them all in there. And I was like, you know, you've got to do something, Bill. Maybe he was in another world somewhere, but yeah, yeah. I, I just think that he didn't, I don't know. I don't know where he was. Well, I, looking at this roster on paper, 
I don't understand how Vegas lost to Phoenix. They just have too much talent. Um, you know, I, everyone, and there was a point where I was wondering if Liz Cambage's return would be too much of a major change for Vegas to absorb, but they seem to actually do well with her in stretches playing against Brittany Griner. Um, Dierica Hamby only playing five minutes in that game five was to my mother's point about changing out players. There were some substitution things by Vegas that were very interesting to me. Even Jackie Young being pulled off of Diana Taurasi, where I thought she was the best matchup for her mm-hmm. late in game, though Taurasi did kind of go off for a stretch. So there were definitely some things that um, were interesting to me, Tarika. What did, what did you make of Vegas? Yeah, I think you nailed it. Honestly, um, the point you just made was the point I was going to make that I just I think the matchups were the biggest issue and and Bill not switching or or actually switching um, is kind of what took me by surprise a little bit. I, I for the life of me can't understand how a team with what four four Olympians, five, if you count the Olympians who play for other countries that's not a team that should lose. <laughs> that's not a, that's not a team that that's not a team that should lose. And I just think matchups became an issue. And, and honestly, I think in both series matchups became an issue. Even when you look at the Connecticut Chicago series, like Connecticut did a terrible job handling the pick and roll matchups was, was an issue. And so um, you live and you learn. And I think, you know, we keep saying that this Vegas team is young and this Vegas team is going to mature and is going to grow. But at the same time, this is their fourth year in the league as a team. And every year we've put them in the conversation, maybe outside of the first year that this is a team that could win a championship. So I think now it gets to the point where we have to start looking at other things outside of what's going on on the court, which includes the coaching, the benching. Like we got to, we got to start having those tough conversations. Yeah. And to your point, you know, I do think that Bill was kept saying we don't have a lot of experiences and I do think experience came into play, but this team made it to the finals last year and granted they only had a couple people that actually played. So now they've had a taste of it, right? So you're thinking there's like, and, and this is if the roster returns as is, the chances of Liz Cambage returning, I'm going to say are slim. I have no intel, but do I think Liz is going to return to Vegas? I don't know. And not to say that she's unhappy or anything else. Players just move. They, you know, want different situations, whatever the case is. Um, I think it's going to be tough and it's hard to pay everybody. This is a, this is a roster of like cash, cash (laughs) and plums already coming back. Hamby's already coming back. You know, Asia's not going to go anywhere. So, um, you know, there's a lot to be determined. Okay, we can't spend too much time on any one team. Connecticut's son, John Quill Jones is a free agent along with Breon January. I don't think the inserting Alyssa Thomas at the end of the season thing worked. Um, you had to do it, right? Because you know what Alyssa gives you. She played fantastic. I don't know if the team adjusted well. And that wasn't their only issue, but I do think that the team did not handle her being added back into the mix very well. What did you see there, Tarika? I have to disagree. For some reason, I feel like her, even before she was offensively contributing, because she didn't really start going off 
until game two of the semifinals, which is the game that they won, which was also the game John Cole Jones didn't show up until the fourth quarter. So I feel like defensively she contributed in the way that she was meant to, but I also feel like she was their security blanket when their stars couldn't make it happen. I, I honestly feel like we didn't get enough from people who we usually get enough from. And that was the Breon Januaries. That was even, you know, the Jazz Thomases. We get so much from them on both ends of the court. And I didn't feel like we got that. And then as a fan, I'm haunted by the wide open miss layup in game three. <laughs> I'm going to forever be haunted by that. Um, but I also feel like this was also attributed to the mental game. And this is a team that has fueled itself over the last three to four years of being counted out, of being disrespected, of not being able to get the amount of attention and the amount of, of, of notoriety that they have so rightfully deserved. Well, this year you got MVP, you got MIP, you got coach of the year. You had a 14 game win streak, best in the league. You had the number one overall seed, two game. Like there, you can't use disrespect this year. And I just don't know if they were able to handle that. Interesting. Mom, any thoughts on Connecticut? I don't know how much you got to watch them. No, I watched all the games, but I was trying to go through my um, my messages to see what I sent you while they were on. And I, there's just too many of them here. So no, yeah. I don't have any thoughts on Connecticut. Okay, moving along. Um, Minnesota Lynx. You know, I think they were definitely disappointed to be a three seed and not make it to the semifinals. I just think they needed more time to gel together as a team. They have all the talent mm-hmm. um, there. They just looked like they weren't on the same pages. You know, Sylvia Fowles has had a tremendous season. Yes. I found something. Oh, tell us. In Connecticut. It says, hi, China. I knew Connecticut would come back with a vengeance. The girls looked tired. I remember that. I remember they were really tired because they had just played somebody else and you know they didn't get a break. And then I said, did January play for the Mystics? And then I said, oh, oh. I said, oh, you look, look at you, Missy, in the tiger print. Is that a <laughs> or top? <laughs> yes. Then you get into the outfits. Then I'm I glad I get your clothes. And then I said, someone must have told BG that she needs to step it up. This is the best I've seen her play in a while. I'm so behind the top. Oh, I was telling about my little ranking. I'm so behind the top people. I only, they have 190. I only had 90. Yeah. Well, yes. Very, very good comments from the, that now y'all see, I do get those comments from my mom on text. So mom, as far as Minnesota, I know one player you really like is Ariel Powers. Um, and oh, you, yeah. And I think if she would have had more time with this team, they would have been even better. But you make some interesting observations about Ariel and the way she plays. What, what did you tell me about, about Powers and her style of play? Well, I, I thought she was real pushy. You know what I'm saying? I, I watched her play with the Mystics. That's why I had to, to – um, and she – she gets in there. She pushes people around. She doesn't, it doesn't matter who's bigger, bigger than her or whatever, but she's, she's very bossy. Yeah. She does have a very aggressive style of play, but I think she's the player they need Tarika. You know, when you look at that, hopefully they get Clarendon and all those pieces back you're looking mm-hmm. for a playmaker, someone that can just get the ball and go make plays. And to me, that is aerial powers. Okay. The Seattle storm. Um, we don't know if Sue bird is going to return. 
she said she would probably make a decision somewhere around free agency, you know, give herself some time to kind of sit back. Brianna Stewart did have that offseason surgery. <laughs> Jewel Lloyd is a major free agent. Um, <laughs> who I don't know if there's anyone in the universe who would not be chomping at the bit to, to get Jewel Lloyd, especially with the season she had. Um, Mom, you said something about, and this was a question from a fan. You said something about you were tired of Seattle always winning. Can you give, can you, can you own up to that in this moment? Well, it wasn't really about Seattle always winning. I was, I was tired of hearing about Seattle always winning, you know, like um, every time you turn around when you, when you're watching the broadcasting or the, or the TV shows, you know, like when you all do the ESPN thing, Mm -hmm. all they say, you can, you can almost, well, okay. It's just, too much Seattle, 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 you know, and they're saying, look at Sue Bird runs down here and so-and-so did this. And it's always, it doesn't seem to be equal, but I just got tired of hearing about it. I mean, and I think somebody else said the same thing. I wasn't the only person. It was like, can we talk about another team? Yeah. I mean, but when you're the champs, right? Like the the conversation kind of starts with you, but I get what you're saying, mom. And that's why, you know, we do have to do a better job of expanding the conversation. That's why Kalia Copper winning the MVP was important because oftentimes we talk too much about the main, the same players, the same teams. Um, and this, this league is very broad in its talent. And it's, and there's a lot of young players coming up, making a name for themselves. So um, no, I get what you're saying. And I'm glad that you, for that honesty. And thank you for clearing that up because someone asked me if you told Sue Bird, that you got tired of hearing about Seattle when you met her. I don't think you did. Of course not. But I mean, she did look at me a little funny. You know what I'm saying? I I was wondering, did somebody tell her I said that? (laughs) I don't think anybody told her. She actually enjoyed your company, Ma. She she, she sent me a message at one point, just said you were delightful. So (laughs) we'll tell her. Um, But we did have to address the the elephant of the room head on. All right. So we've got Phoenix with Skylar, BG, uh, Diana. I think Diana's definitely going to come back. She's got a little taste. This is a great team. If they're healthy and got Nurse and Hartley back, like playing well at a high level, this is a dangerous squad. I don't know if anybody will be able to beat Phoenix, especially if BG plays the way she played. I mean, I, I listen, I enjoyed nothing more than watching 6'9 Brittany Griner play the, the high level of basketball she played. Like, and she listened to you. Real. Finally. She listened to you. <laughs> She what kept her butt say? in the paint. She t- Lashida told her she needs to quit trying to pop out and keep her butt in the paint. And she did and racked up 30 points. Well, <laughs> and she, that yeah. face-up jump shot was nice, but the sky hook, yes. the dunking, being aggressive to the rim, like there's just nobody that can in the world that can stop her. I mean, yeah, I, but I think I think that sometimes she her head's not in the game. Sometimes she just totally misses it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean. She can go in there and do 30 and she can go in there and do 10. And then you wonder, you know, what happened? What happened in the, in the middle of it? I think the coach probably says, hey, look, you know, there's no way in the world you should be missing any free throws, no jump shots. You know, you need to be making those baskets. And it seems like whenever Phoenix got beat, 
and got beat pretty bad, Brittany had um, a lower score. She didn't make that many points. But then the next time they played, they came back and she revved it up. Yeah, yeah. No, I think when her head, when she's focused and she said it, you know, she she had a, she had rest this off season. A lot of people don't know, but Brittany's knees have been hurting her her entire career. Her knees were not hurting this year, so that was good for her. She went to therapy. She was very much locked in on basketball, Tarika. Yeah, I agree. She she's talked about that, and and it was much appreciated. I think you're right. Phoenix is 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 dangerous, and um, we gonna see. All right. So then we got the Chicago Sky. We talked about them. Um, I think Candace will be there. I think they will do everything to keep Copper. The question is what happens with the shields. That's been a big conversation. So a lot to be had in the offseason. Supposedly, Ali Quigley may be thinking about retiring. So we hear she's a free agent. Um, so there's a lot to be decided on that Chicago Sky roster. Dallas Wings, successful year for Vicky Johnson. They got into the they got into the playoffs. They're young. Arike Gubuale, Marina Mabry, Satu Sabli. You know, Satu Sabli's health down the stretch, I think, was a factor for mm-hmm. Dallas, but they've got a bright future. Uh, New York Liberty had a great showing. Menage Laney and company, um, you know, in, a, in the playoffs, you know, I think there are a number of things. Experience was definitely a factor for the Liberty, but they're, they're still a team that seems like they're developing their leadership. There were moments mm-hmm. where they needed just a little bit more in those situations, as great as Menage Laney and Sammy Whitcomb have been. Um, but Sabrina Ionescu, you know, had a better showing this towards the end of the season. So they're a team that's a bright future. What about the Mystics? Mom, that's your team. What did you think about the Mystics this season when you got a chance to watch them? Well, I don't know. I really don't have too much to say. I would just say that I was a little disappointed because didn't they win the championship last year? Before. 2019 they won last year Seattle won the year before that that's when uh, Washington yes yeah. and you know what and I'm gonna I think a lot of them losing in the playoffs had to do with their coach being out and his son being in you see because mm-hmm. it seems like the games that he was coaching his son was coaching um, they didn't do so well and of course Deladon wasn't there and they lost um they lost Powers. They lost, um, who's the other girl? Uh, that was, uh, Huh? They lost Christy too. They lost Christy. And then they lost the other young little girl that looks almost like Powers that, you know, she came out to, to do the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, she's so, still on the team. She was just hurt for some game. You're talking about Natasha Cloud. Natasha, Natasha Cloud. Yes. Those yeah, Natasha just missed some time. and Ariel and, and, and Chrissy, those are my girls and they're all gone. And then they didn't have Deladon. So I think that they, they just weren't gelling. They, you know what I'm saying? I don't know yeah. if it's the same team in 2019. You guys know that better than I do, but I was very, very disappointed. Um, yeah. Well, and- very disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I think the health, their health was a problem. I think, you know, Tina missing time, Deladon being out, um, Cloud missing time. Like, they just were not a healthy team. Um, but I do think it's hard when you lose Mike Tebow, the all-time winningest coach in, in, in WNBA history. Like, there's no way. And I think Eric Tebow is going to be a fantastic head coach. I think the world of Eric. I still call him to this day to talk about basketball. Um, but 
when you get to playoff situations or you get to the end of the season, the number of changes your team has, whether that's lineup, injuries, coach, all those things, all those little minute, seemingly small details, um, you know, can come into play. Maisha Hines Allen just coming back in that mm-hmm. final stretch. Like that's, mm-hmm. that was huge because yeah. she did not look like herself in that. So they just had too many things. Yeah, yep, I agree. And and it was difficult too to try to, at one point in the season, we thought, you know, Tina Charles was very much an MVP candidate, but then she ends up getting hurt. So like all of those things just really came to, to bite uh, Washington at the end. But the question is what happens next year? You know, Della Don wasn't able to complete the season. Um, Tina Charles is a free agent. It's a, mm-hmm. Emma Miesemann is still out here floating. We don't know what's going to no. happen with her. Leilani Mitchell's a free agent. Teresa Playsant's a free agent. It's Shatori yeah. Walker Kimbrough, Shavante Zealous. Um, so, can so, you explain to me what it means when they're a free agent? That means that anybody can pick them up or they can go to another team if they want to? Yeah, that means they're no longer under contract. So, there's unrestricted free agents where people just completed a contract. Um, and you know, they need a minimum of five years service in the WNBA to get that status. Um, they can also become an unrestricted free agent if they are cut by a team. So there are different ways mm-hmm. to become, but they can discuss any terms and sign with any team. Restricted free agents are players that it usually applies to players who with four years of service in the WNBA. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when they just completed basically their rookie contract, like I believe that's where Asia Wilson is Asia now, Wilson. but mm-hmm. they can talk and sign with any team, but their previous team has the right of refusal so they can match any deal. So that's the difference between. So basically those players have an opportunity to go out here and, <laughs> and do what they want. What's happening. See what's popping in these streets. Yeah. Check it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a lot to figure out with Washington. And then, you know, again, just the, everyone's still waiting for the Tina Charles Deladon, you know, link up. So it looks like we'll have to wait till next year. Uh, the Los Angeles Sparks, another team. God, I seem like every team this year had injury issues. Um, NECA, Christy were both injured. I'm still not sure the pieces of this team work well together. I think they're missing a shooter. I think they need Maria Videva to come over from Russia. Anyway, we won't spend more time there, but um we'll see what happens with the sparks i think free agency is going to be huge for them the atlanta dream uh eight and 24 a team that really struggled just hired a new coach by the way yeah uh shout out to tanisha wright morgan shaw parker is their new team president who um comes over from the atlanta falcons so a lot of really great movement but a lot of uh negative press for the dream as well as courtney williams um fight video surfaced via Courtney Williams um, that also (laughs) included Crystal Bradford. And I'm I'm pretty sure the dream has made a decision that they're not going to resign either one of those players at this point. I know you like Courtney Williams a lot. What do you think? Very much so. Yeah. What does this mean for the dream? I mean, what does this mean for her? My heart was broken when I saw the video. Okay. I just can't believe, you know, first of all, I can't believe that's what happens when you be tweeting everything, you know, and putting stuff on social media. But the other thing is she has so much talent. Why did they cut her? I mean, I'm sure there's other incidents in the WNBA where other people have done that or maybe worse. So I'm just wondering you know, what was that all about? What she's so talented and, and she's, yeah. and she's good. I, I think just for a fight, 
You know what I'm saying? You're going to you're going to cut her. So does that make her a free agent? So, she, yes. Yeah. Um, this is the challenge, though. She, it wasn't I don't think that she got in the fight because they said the team knew about the fight. I think mm-hmm. they were upset that she posted it, which seems a little bit, you know, there's a little disappointment that maybe something wasn't done at first by the team and they only reacted mm-hmm. to it once it went public. But, um, you know, the dream is a team that really can't afford to make a lot of mistakes when it comes to personnel right now. They've had Kennedy Carter that's been suspended all year. Um, I think this is a team that is trying to show that they're kind of turning the page on some of these questionable behaviors and things that have kind of plagued the organization for years. So I get, I get the, I do understand, but I get your point of it too, mom. Like, was there something else that could have been done like a suspension or a fine? You know, I think that's where the leadership of an organization comes in. All right. Moving on from the dream fever finishing last place. Um, Kaiser Gondrasic, the number four overall pick, I believe she was in the WNBA, mm-hmm. sending our thoughts to her. She left the team for personal reasons right around the Olympic break. We didn't see her anymore. This is a fever roster that just has a lot of fixing to do. Um, a lot of question marks around things like Kaiser and, and other player movement. I thought Danielle Robinson had a great season, um, but right now the Fever just don't have what they need on the roster, the right mix of players, the level of talent, any of that to make a push. So we'll see what happens for them in the offseason. That is our recap of the WNBA. And now we will end with our questions for mom from Twitter. You ready, mom? I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Just to ask me how old I am. Oh, God, no, no. Believe it or not, they want more dirt on the China than they do on you. Oh, I got that. I'm not going to put too much dirt on China, but yeah, let's talk about China. Well, the first question comes from Mrs. B, and she wants to know what was LaChina like growing up? LaChina was very very sweet she was a good kid she always did what she was told to do she's the second child I think when you have children as many children as I do it always skips so you got good you got you got a a, you know uh, one child grows up to be someone you just loves to learn you know and so China was that next child and we don't want to stress our parents out any more than they've already been stressed I hear that So second question comes from Andre Cartwright, and he wants to know, did you see anything early on that would let you know that LaChina would be who she is now? No, nothing past the fact that she was a little bit taller than everybody else in kindergarten. And the dresses that I was trying to pass down from her older sister were very short. But she studied hard. Actually, if I, if I fast forward to college, she did very well. She was on the dean's list and she was all American and she was a whole bunch of other stuff. And she, she, she stays focused and she studies. I think sometimes a little bit too hard. But um, yeah, when she got into Wake Forest, I, I saw potential. I really wanted her to play WNBA, but... This is a secret. China didn't really like playing basketball. Really? I <laughs> no, wonder. Really? Oh, God. 
let's let's clear this up okay i with my playing career what she's trying to say is that i was one of those players that was not going to be outside to the lights went out all night practicing right. when it was time for me to go to movies i was going to the movies when it was time for me to get my hair done i was going to my hair for me to go hang out with my friends on the weekend i was going to do that too and i, I know that's and, right yes got that from my mama next <laughs> and if y'all if y'all see if you when you see this hair you gonna know she's not lying because mama is fabulous right now on this call okay always uh, <laughs> we had a so, conversation we had to talk about this recently because i said to my mom you know god i, I was like god I, i'm i feel like sometimes i'm a perfectionist i'm a workaholic and i was like you know i think i got this from you my mother was like oh no 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 <laughs> my mother was like i was just trying to do enough okay tell them all <laughs> tell them your philosophy I was trying to get by <laughs> just trying to get by yeah I mean you know I did what I had to do to make it but I really should have been and always wanted to be um, a hippie you know I didn't want responsibilities didn't want to work but when I'm faced with the challenges and when you have children to raise you it's not a choice you know yeah. but once I got done and the lights was out I was gone it was a rat. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. Just a couple more. Um, this one is from Van and Van wants to know, when are you coming to Seattle for a home game? Is Seattle where the storm is? Mm-hmm. Cause you're tired of hearing about them. They want you to come and visit. <laughs> no. I won't be, my son went to school in Oregon and that's probably about as close to Seattle as I'm going to get. That is awesome. <laughs> okay. Who is wait a minute, your wait a minute. Can we backtrack on that question? Is he single? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but we can find out. <laughs> you, said, you, said, you said van, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Look, I, missed, I missed that one. Yeah, tell him. That's that is so that's so funny. <laughs> we go, we gonna follow up. We're gonna follow up. So this question, um, who is your favorite player? And this one comes from Kiara. My favorite player. I'm going to have to say Tamara Young. I just love Tamara. She doesn't play anymore, but I just think she's just, yeah. Tamara Young is my favorite. I, she's the only person I follow on the on the Instagram, and um, she reminds me a lot of, of Whitney Houston, and she's oh. so talented. Yeah, she looks just like if you all look at her, she looks just like Whitney Houston. My, you don't know on that one. I need a double tape. I said, I'm gonna look now. <laughs> she's my mother. Her yes. eyes and everything. And she's met Tamra on several occasions, so she also is like you know, more invested. Who, okay. me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have two more for you, mom. This one is from, wait a minute. I lost my place. Oh, this one is from, I didn't write the name who this one is from. So sorry that I'm not giving you your credit. I forgot to write your name. But she asked, what was your favorite part of being in Chicago? Um, I, the one thing that I loved is when they won and all of the confetti and everything came down 
into the uh, into the stadium and everybody was shouting and 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 Candace was crying that was one of my favorite parts of Chicago and the food is the second it's phenomenal China walked me from one end of, of the river walk to the other but the food was really really good and the people are warm they can't drive to save their life but you know that's just like Chicago New York Boston, all those high, those big cities, the people can't drive. They can't drive. All right. Final... My Garrett's popcorn. Oh, yes. We're sad we didn't get Garrett. Oh, my God. I wish you guys had told me. I, my hotel was literally right around the corner. I walked to Garrett's. It was right around the corner. I could have got some yeah. Garrett's. But look, sorry. All right. This is the last question. And this one is from me. My question is, are you ready to have your own show after this? Because nobody's going to want to hear from me on the China no more after this podcast. They're going to only <laughs> want to hear from you. I think we better wait until the lights come in before you make that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll Mom, wait. What did you say yesterday? You said you, you were going to be the, the older version of who on social media? The older version of you said I can be like so and so on social media. Who'd you tell me yesterday? Oh, you would Kim be Kardashian. Like? Oh. <laughs> I can be, you know, she's got all those followers and stuff. And actually, I told China she should send my fans a tweet and find out what some questions they want to ask because they've converted to me. But I'm a little bit, you know, I speak my mind and some things times I don't say the right things. And so I would be really hesitant to to be you know, to just speak my mind all the time. I Sometimes things come out that just aren't right. And I'm old school, you know, so. Listen, I'm on social media every day and I, things come out that I'll be like, mm, maybe I should have, maybe I should have looked at that one twice before <laughs> I let that one out. Yeah. And I'm going to treat- your mind is always right, mother. Yeah, that's but what I people think about, about you, you. China. I mean, I have to think huh? about you. I said, I have to think about you because there was some things about the, the girls, young lady, excuse me, sleeping in the um, bus terminals and not being on the planes. And I really still think, and I hope nobody doesn't take my idea, but I, we really need to have a mom's, a WNBA mom's um, leadership kind of like um, club so that we yes. can advocate for the, for the young ladies. And when they're not getting things right, and and things aren't happening for them we can put a little bit of pressure on the people that run the WNBA and moms you know we're powerful we have a voice and we all go through the same thing with the girls or the women sorry I keep saying I have to say young ladies the young ladies <laughs> who play basketball so and I would be happy to lead that group even though China play WNBA, but that's it's not a bad idea. That's definitely not a bad. That's not a bad idea, though. You know, they have NFL moms and they have the NBA moms, so that's not oh, a bad do. idea. Yeah, they have NFL uh, moms. They have a group. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be. And I will say too, Tarika, that the the WNBA moms are really good to me. So I, you know, as much as my mom wants to take care of these players. They've been very good to me. Candace Parker's mom is very good to me. Jewel Lloyd's mother. I have different moms in the league. Tina Charles' mom, like who, when they don't know what it means to me when I'm on the road for them to just say, hey, you know, we enjoy your commentary, those kind of things, especially being black women. 
and being in a space where for a while I was the only black woman on, on, on this package. Mm -hmm. And so seeing them and them feeling like I was represent, representing their daughters well and being a role model meant a lot. So I, there is a power in what the moms of this league do. Um, and those are just a few of them, but they're all amazing. And mom, I would love for you to, to somehow be a part of a movement, even though I didn't play in the WBA. Um, mother, any parting words? We, this was, could not have been more perfect. You were great. You are so cut out for this. I hope you come and join something that I do in the future again, and maybe we'll just start our own show. You know, maybe that's the next chapter for us, but any parting words, um, for WNBA fans or on the season? See you next year. She's got her app, so she will see you next year. She knows when everything's happening. Yes, and has all I got hooked up with the app. Who's the young lady that hooked me up at the game, China? The the one of your mentees from um oh Andrea Carter. Andrea, yeah, she hooked me up with the WNBA app. It alerts me when it's going to be a game. I can find out what time it is. I got this whole thing down packed now, so I don't miss a beat. So next year, it. when you have me on, I'll be a little bit more informed mother you are and, very you all. and thank all you everybody opinions. for being my fan uh, <laughs> we love you mother you're so delightful um thank you everyone for watching or listening to our podcast this this WNBA season we appreciate everyone um some highlights we didn't quite get to from the summer the inaugural commissioner's cup the olympic gold medal the 3x3 gold medal Benajah Laney um, was amazing as always. Arike Gumbawale was an all-star MVP, Connecticut's win streak, um, the first ever W Slam magazine, the W25, top 25. We had games on Amazon Prime, League Pass giveaways, drama. What else, Tarika? That you you pretty much nailed it, man. This season had everything that we could have wanted. I'm so looking forward to next season so that we can have more. Yeah, mom, we'll have you on more episodes next year. Can I be on huge fan too? Oh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, thank you so much to everyone. Please uh, have a very safe um, rest of the month of October because college basketball is right around the corner. Thank you for your support of Around the Rim as always. We'll see you next time. Bye.